0: But it's a very unusual title for the content of the strict Torah portion. Not every Torah portion has a clear theme. This one does. It's about building the about building tabernacle. And yet, the title is gift or donation. And this talk of the Rebbe discusses the meaning of why this name specifically was, was chosen. Let's go right to it. We spoke many times about the names of the Torah portions. Although it seems, simply, that the reason why each name was chosen is because the first word of the Torah portion is its name. That's what it seems like. Since this is a Jewish custom, and the Jewish custom is Torah, and Torah is precise... So the fact that a certain name was chosen for a, a certain Parsha is because that name specifically expresses the theme of that and the content of that Torah portion Balham says that the name of each thing indicates the, is the energy of that thing. the name in Hebrew for everything in the world, is the godly energy that animates that specific that specific thing. So if the name of this Torah portion is Teruma, that means that's the energy, that's the vitality of this week's Torah portion. This concept that the name of the Torah portion is not just a way of differentiating it from other Torah portions, a way to that it is distinguished, but it is the content, it is the energy of the Torah portion. You see this specifically, how the name is chosen, and not just that it happens to be in the beginning, you see this in this week's Torah portion. Why? without knowing this concept that Jewish people have a custom and therefore it's Torah and therefore this name must be significant what would you think without this? You'd say, oh, the, the name of each Torah portion has to do with its beginning but you can't use a real first really, you can't use the very first word of the Torah portion because the very first word is similar in many Torah portions, uh, like the words Elo Todos in the Pashtas Elo Todos in Pashtas Todos. So you can't use the very first uh, words, and therefore you, you um, go a little further. Uh, a word that's closer to the beginning of the Torah portion, but you might think that it has to do with just its uh, proximity to the beginning of the Torah portion, and that's why it was chosen as a name, and not that it denotes the content of the Torah portion and, and is its theme. But with this Torah portion, you see that it is connected to its theme, and not because it's in the beginning. Why? What is the closest unusual word that is in the beginning of this week's Torah portion that would distinguish it from all the Torah portions? The word Hashem says, speak to Jewish people and tell them that they should take for me a gift. The word "bagichu" is closer to the beginning of the Torah portion. That's the first unusual word that we don't have in the beginning of other Torah portions. So why is it, we don't have it in other Torah portions at all, Um, but um, if we wanted to um, distinguish this Torah portion from others, just use the word "bagichu." It is actually in the Rambam used as a title for this Torah portion. However, um, the Jewish custom in all of the Chumashim, Rebbe says that I have seen, is that it's called Trum. That is the Jewish custom. Yes, the Rambam refers to it that way. However, that's the um, uh, the Rambam does. Uh, uh, and other commentaries on the Talmud, the Rishonim do use a certain word to distinguish um, a one Torah portion from another. But the Jewish custom is to call a different name. For example, um, the Parshas uh, Mitzayra. Rashi calls as Zestiyah, and we call Mitzayra. And There's a whole discussion about that, why it changed. or uh, um, Either way, um, the fact is Jewish people call by this name, and that indicates that is its name, and we don't call Ba'ikach like the Rambam does. That's the Jewish custom. And why is that the Jewish custom? That's because this is Torah. That means that this name specifically highlights what the content of the Torah is about, not about they shall take, but the word truma, which means gift. Then let's we'll move on. As the fact that this name was chosen to uh, distinguish this Torah portion from others is not just for that purpose. Rather, this name is if it was just delineated, delineate it, could have used the word, which is close at the beginning. Rather, the name Truma highlights the content of this Torah portion. Name gift. The question though is that seems to be unused, a, an inappropriate title for this Torah portion. There are many kinds of gifts, as the Talmud says, there are ten kinds of gifts, and we're only talking about one kind of gift. So if this Torah portion was a Torah portion about gifts, then it should have spoken about all the other gifts. All it talks about in this Torah portion is the donations for the tabernacle. And even though the Talmud says that there are um, three kinds of gifts alluded to by the thrice-repeated repeated, words in the beginning of the Torah portion, the word truma, and it's referring to the gifts, for the sockets, uh, the silver sockets of the Temple, and the sacrifices, and uh, the general donations to build the tabernacle with, with other items, but it's still, only, it's still only three. It's not all of them. And usually the word truma, and when you say the word truma by itself, what do you think of we say the word truma? Truma by itself, what do you think of? What's given to the coin, right? The food given to the coin. So how can we say that the name Truma, which is supposed to express the content of the entire Sedra, how could that how could that name express its content when Truma, the gift given to the Kain, is not spoken about in this week's Torah portion? Yeah. And, uh, um, and and there's more, the Torah speaks at length about the, the idea of gifts and other Torah portions more than this one. So why is this a Torah portion, the one that's called the one about gifts, about donations, about terumah? It seems a very unlikely choice. That's question number one. Question number two, as follows. So, on the same theme, another question about the name of the Torah portion. The content of this week's portion is the commandment of Hashem to build the tabernacle. You don't see any of that in the word truma. The word truma does not at all denote building the tabernacle. That word only um, highlights the donation of Jewish people for the tabernacle doesn't at all speak of the actions the Jewish people should do, as the other verse, the verse which says, make for me a holy place, make for me a tabernacle, make for me a mikdash. That verse would express the content of the sixth Torah portion. How could you say that the content of the torah portion which is about building the tabernacle how does that have anything to do with the word truma which just means donation gift the content is about building tabernacle it's not about gifts gifts are just a a, a first step in building tabernacle but that's not the content of the torah portion it's about building tabernacle the question is even bigger the question really is the Torah portion should have been arranged differently. The Torah portion should have started with this. It should have said I find a lot of times that the Rebbe asks questions that you want to ask when you were in third grade, but they will like you they'll kick you out. Like you can't ask that question. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the the Torah portion should have been totally rearranged. It should have started like this. Make for me a tabernacle, make for me a holy place. And that is the foundation, that's introduction, that's the point of everything that's discussed in this sixth Torah portion. That would have been, make me a sanctuary as the very first worst, first um, phrase, would have um, been a great intro to the commandment, and that's why Hashem is asking you for a donation. In order to fulfill this commandment of hashem to build a tabernacle he wants you to give something for it It should have said first make a ten- sanctuary make a temple then say how it should get done here's step one uh first it should say give donations to build a tabernacle and then it should say and this is how you should build it was the, Pasuk. And the fact that the Torah introduces the entire discussion of the tabernacle with the words, give a donation for me for this purpose, that's the opening verse. Hashem is asking for a donation. Hashem is asking for a gift. It must be that that verse expresses more the theme the theme is this is the theme the theme is about building the tabernacle it must be that the verse about giving a donation for the tabernacle expresses more it it's, it's the content of building the tabernacle is is better encapsulated by the verse give me a gift Hashem says then the verse make the sanctuary which is a big question and At the surface listen to the two verses which verse expresses building a tabernacle more make a tabernacle from waiting for me, make a holy place for me, or give a gift to me. Obviously, the former. So the question is, why is the Torah portion arranged in this way, where it starts off, Hashem says, give a gift, and then it says, and you should make a sanctuary for me. The whole point of giving a gift is for the sanctuary. First say what we're doing. How do they say every speech is supposed to work? It's supposed to first tell the audience, this is what I'm going to tell you. And then tell them. And then say, "And and that's what I told you. So, so Hashem doesn't do that. He says, give a gift. Oh, by the way, you know I should give a gift because I want you to have, make, make a sanctuary for me. Why is not in that order? We must say this verse encapsulates what a sanctuary is all about more than any other. More than the verse, make a sanctuary for me. We say to him, the question is even more. The mishkan Not only is, is this verse not, is, is seemingly um, not relevant, it seems actually to be the exact opposite of what the content of making a sanctuary is about. What's the idea of a sanctuary? The word mishkan means a place where Hashem will dwell. Hashem says, I will dwell there. I will dwell in your midst. The point isn't that we should make the sanctuary. The point is that God's presence should be revealed there. Until Hashem's presence isn't manifest there, although you built the whole thing, you haven't made it into a Mishkan. What makes it a Mishkan is that Hashem's presence is manifest. Until Hashem's presence is manifest, it hasn't started to be a Mishkan. For Hashem's presence to rest, in this physical building, it's only with Hashem's desire, only with Hashem's infinite power. King Solomon said after he built the temple, he said, he asked the Hashem a question. It was a rhetorical question. He says, the heavens and this house can. So when he said the word heavens, he wasn't only referring to the physical heavens. He's also referring to the higher worlds. All the worlds that we learn about every day, the world of and Briya, and beyond that they can contain And yet you're able to you're able to have a home in this home that King Solomon built. So King Solomon said it's a wonder. And the reason it happens is only because of Hashem's infinite power, that he is not uh, uh, limited in anything, therefore he can make it happen. It's not because of what a human being can do, it's only because of Hashem's power. So that's what a Mishkan is. A Mishkan is a place where Hashem chooses to rest. <laughs> However, what does the word truma mean? Truma is not about Hashem's presence being coming manifest. Rather, it's about your, what you're doing. The word truma means you should give a gift. In the word gift, not only is it emphasizing what the person is doing, he's giving a gift, doesn't even say who the gift is being given to. It just says a gift doesn't say that the gift is meant to be given to Hashem, but it's going to belong to Hashem. It just says the, person, the word gift, the title of the Torah portion, is all about man. Man should give a gift, which is seemingly the opposite of the, uh, the thrust of what a sanctuary is about. It's about Hashem deciding to rest somewhere. It's not about a person. And yet the title of the Torah portion is gift. Why? it's Gimbal. So we have these questions. Number one, it seems that these, the um, title of the Torah portion is inappropriate. doesn't seem to fit the content of the Torah portion. Number two, the Torah portion itself should be in, should have been rearranged so that the beginning should have been about the commandment of Hashem to build a sanctuary. And number three, not only is it inappropriate, not only doesn't it fit, but it seems to be the exact opposite of what the sanctuary is about. It's, it's not about Person giving a gift, it's about Hashem deciding to rest in this specific place. So on, we understand this by first asking a all-encompassing question about this. Why is the Torah going to such a length to describe the gifts offered to the Tabernacle, the construction of the boards of the Tabernacle, the curtains, in the language of our sages, what has happened, has happened already. The Torah itself says that the tabernacle was a temporary thing. Hashem says, I will go in a tent and a tabernacle. What's a tent mean? It's something which isn't permanent. It's not a permanent home. It's called a tent. The tabernacle is called a tent, meaning It's temporary. It was a temporary commandment until the Jewish people arrived in Jerusalem. The commandment for eternity is to build a home for Hashem in Jerusalem. The Beis which is called a home for Hashem forever. Why are the details of this tabernacle pertinent for all Jews in all places and all times? We have to know about this. It's important for us to know this, not only before the Temple was built, but even after the Temple was built, and, it, and the Tabernacle was hidden, and instead we had the Teh of it's still important for us to know every detail of the Tabernacle is built. Why is it so important? The question is even greater. If you uh, try to study about the tabernacle and the Rashi's, and not and going to other commentaries, just understanding the Rashi, it takes a lot of work to know what each part of the tabernacle is. So the question is, why is it so relevant? Why is such, it such an effort to learn this and understand this, every detail of the tabernacle, when it seems to be something that isn't so relevant? We're on page 148, the second column, the first full paragraph. Bish Bishlema. Bishlema. There is and dinim and the Regarding the first and second temple, the story of how they were built, although they were destroyed, is an inivas the lost They are relevant in regards to the future of might. Why? the majority of the third base of Megdash will follow the pattern of the first and second base of so studying about the first and second will tell us a lot about the third. That, that's important. That makes sense. Why is it important to know all the details about the donations they gave and what they did to build the tabernacle? This is a question that you ask in third grade, by the way. Why are you learning about all this stuff? And this is a valid question. What's the answer? Why do we need to learn about the details of the mishka? when the and and HaMikdash and what will the teacher say? It's Torah. Let's learn it. Now that doesn't a point. Hashem wants to accomplish something. He wants to tell you something. You need to know about this for a reason. What's What's Hashem telling you? <laughs> The purpose of studying the base of English is not only to know what has to be done in the future, but the Talmud says that Yecheskel asked Hashem, why are you telling me all the details of the third base of English when now is the time when the base of English is no longer here? And Hashem said, but the Jewish people learning about the base of English, I consider it as if they're building the base of and it, they're, they're actually fulfilling the mitzvah and they're, they're causing the base of to be built by studying about the third base of and the same the first and second which have the same pattern as the third base of And therefore you are studying about the third base of Megdash when you study about the first and second because the third will be similar. That's the first and second. That only explains studying about the building of, this, of the temple in Jerusalem. That's a mitzvah that goes on for all of history, forever. Hashem's commandment to build the Yisamikdash extends to us right now. Practically, we can't do it, but the mitzvah exists. The mitzvah is to us. However, the tabernacle was only a temporary thing, so why is it so important to us to study about this? Why do we need to learn about the Mishkan? basically makes sense. It's pertinent for the future. Studying about it makes it happen. Spiritually, we're causing the Beis to be built by learning about it. But why do we need to learn about the Mishkan? Why all these details? Why is it important? You hear the question? L'chaim, mm-hmm. l'chaim. You might want to answer as the Rebbe once spoke about another occasional month, When Hashem said, make for me a sanctuary, although it seems connected to the tabernacle, but that mitzvah also extends to the future as well. When Hashem said, make for me a sanctuary, that commandment Is not only about building the tabernacle; it's also about building all the three temples. Not only is the commandment to build the future temple and the first and second temple the same commandment that Hashem gave us when He told us to build the tabernacle, make for Me a sanctuary. That's commandment extends to the future. But besides that, many of the details of the Tabernacle indeed are different than the Temple. However, the fundamentals of the Temple mirror the Tabernacle. (laughs) We learn from how the Jews donated to the Tabernacle that everyone was responsible to give and to help men and women with their to come themselves to help and to give their resources, their money to help. So we learn this all from the tabernacle. The tabernacle teaches us about the about how we have to help build the third base of English and the first and second. So we learn a lot from the first uh, tabernacle that was built vis a vis the major components of the of the third base of English. And Vasufiza is moved on as Ich decreed, Liman v'lochsa Mishkan is negayah on the help is there being the minister like the boy, so it's understood that learning about the Tabernacle is also pertinent and also helps that the third base of English should be built the way it's meant to be built. We can say even more. Thus, the pillars given end by Ephraim free artmen Gebait a Mishkan Tisha. Is the way that things happened was from lesser to more. In Hashem's commandment to build a base of Mikdash. There were stages in this implementation. First, we build a temporary home. And then we build a more permanent home. And then Mashiach will come will last forever. So there's stages in how this is actually accomplished, this mitzvah. This mitzvah is achieved in stages. Next was uh, So just like the actual construction of the tabernacle was step one and stage one of Hashem's desire Hashem's, to have a home in this world, this was part one of creating that space for Hashem and then there's a higher stage when the first temple was built and then something more that was achieved by the second temple as we were learning earlier mm-hmm. this week, and the third temple even more. So, parallel to this, I'm learning about the base hamikdash. In order to to um, fully be involved in um, learning about the base uh it's not enough to learn about the actual base hamikdash. We have to first learn about the tabernacle. That's like we have to first build the tabernacle, and not only after doing stage one can we build the Beis HaMikdash, so too, in order to learn about the Beis HaMikdash, stage one is learning about the tabernacle. Just like, there's stages. It was, it was staggered how uh, the temple was built in, in stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four. Um, so to in studying about the Beis HaMikdash, it seems that there has to also be that, the different parts of this, of this study as well, and therefore makes sense to have to study about the Mishka. However, everybody's there's not, there's not satisfied with the censor. It's not sufficient. Why isn't it sufficient? The Torah is forever. There was a time, practically, when there was only the Mishkan. All we had was the Mishkan. And by doing, making the Mishkan, we fulfilled God's commandment to make Him a sanctuary. Since the Torah is eternal, just like there was once a time when Hashem wanted us to make Him a sanctuary in the desert, and that's how we fulfilled this Mitzvah, we have to say that lasts forever as well. There's something in eternal... Something eternal, not just it's eternal because it's a um, stage one of something else, but that itself intrinsically is eternal. Something about the Mishkan, the temporary Mishkan, that's eternal. We need to unlearn Mitzvah um, tomorrow to see what exactly is eternal about this temporary structure. It seems it's a temporary thing. Now the Mitzvah is the third base of mikdash, But since the Torah is eternal, you must say it's something eternal, not just because it's step one and the, and the basis for building the base of mikdash. Uh, but it, intrinsically, there's something eternal about the building of the tabernacle and that's what to study about and learn about it because it itself is a forever thing. And the question is one. We continue. Thank you very much, thank you for joining. Great day, Marcus, Great day, Robert. Great day, David. It's interesting. When Shea was in the picture